Welcome to the Investment Turnaround. In this podcast series, Dr. Mariana Bosazan interviews world-renowned investors, scientists, and other personalities who share their solutions toward the sustainable transformation of our financial systems. Today, Dr. Bosazan speaks with Dr. Christine Terbrock Forstinger, who is the founder of PVA Advisory and the co-founder of Chi Impact Capital. She has a long-standing track record in the area of both strategic philanthropy and impact investing advisory, and is an advocate of a holistic and conscious approach to investing. She believes in a regenerative capital market. Christine, welcome to our podcast. Hello, Mariana. Thank, Thank you very much for having me today. So tell me, how did you become such an impactful force for good in the world? What happened in your life that put you on this path? And, and why investing, of all things? <laughs> um, maybe um, I have to um, dive back a little bit uh, on, on my journey. I think um, it was actually when I think back um, my first job that um, or my my uh, supposed first job that um, uh, well that, that led me already um, to uh, uh, to quite rethinking process in my life. Uh, I have uh, studied in Austria, uh, law and business administration, and after that went to America, did my master's studies, and um, applied for a job uh, at a Wall Street firm at the time. And this was really my, my dream job. This would have been my first job. And um, it looked all very good. And at, let's say the final interview, with the five partners in that law firm, um, they, I was just actually already leaving and they kind of told me when I was standing at the door, oh, by the way, Christine, we, we forgot we're moving into the World Trade Center in um, in, a, in a few weeks, which was at that point of time, um, July 2001, and you will be starting uh, at uh, at the World Trade Center already. And I was so excited and thought, wow, this is, uh, this is really the coolest job. I just could get on, on this planet, basically. And um, in really in the last second, uh, I already had an, had an apartment, everything. In the last second, they told me um, they could not, uh, even though I was their preferred candidate, they told me, but they took on um, a German um, associate because they also had an office in Frankfurt. And basically, um, I could not uh, get the job and I was really deeply frustrated. And just a few weeks uh, later, um, on September 11, um, I realized, wow, um, apparently there, there is a big plan in life. And at that point of time, I was in my mid-20s. Um, I started at least with my mindfulness practice. So this this was um, kind of a, a reflection point in, in my life. And um, later on, um, uh, when I... So then basically I, I went back to Austria. I did not stay in America. I went back to Austria to a big law firm that also had, a, had an office in New York. And um, they actually told me when I work for a year in Vienna, I can go back to New York. And um, this was actually my plan. And, um, and uh, but then, um, you know, the, their um, life is not straightforward. Then uh, actually uh, I came to Zurich and I worked for... Um, uh, a private bank and um, in, always in fund structuring. I was always active in fund structuring. And there, this was, I think, in 2007, yeah, exactly, just just before uh, the financial crisis, um, 
we, we structured funds for wealthy families and one family approached us and said, I would be really, we would be really interested in not only, of course, creating financial profit with, with that fund, but also doing something good uh, for society and the environment. How, how could we do that? How could we go about that? And, um, uh, and, uh, and, and this was basically my first um, yeah, encounter with, in, with the, for me, early days of impact investing. My boss said, you know, nobody really has a clue uh, what this is, yeah, in which direction this should lead. So I know, Christine, this is a topic that really interests you because you just, what I know, co-founded the project in Africa, in Ghana, which is uh, my private involvement and um that project actually become just 10 years uh, old uh, recently and um, yeah and 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 I found it so fascinating to combine basically these two topics like let's say the financial world and and the larger impact you know on society on the environment that I just got so hooked on um, on, on on this topic that um, um, that I could um, uh, yeah that, that this was basically predetermined um, for, uh, yeah, I think for, for my past. And, um, yeah, and, and um, just a few years, let's say two years later, um, I founded my own company. Um, this was um, in 2010 uh, when I realized this was then during the financial crisis. I was really honestly asking myself, where is really the the added value? I'm say for the clients in in the vehicles restructuring. Um, what um, you know when 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 I speak of the of the mainstream vehicles, of the mainstream uh, funds and structures, um, and I actually could not stand behind that anymore at all. And uh, yeah, and I went with full dedication into the field of. Um, yeah, impact investing advisory, and yeah, I was also uh, very active in, in the field of uh, strategic philanthropy advisory, and um, in the intersection uh, between, let's say, also philanthropy and impact investing, and the and the catalytic role of foundations. Yeah, exactly. This this is basically my starting point. And last year, we founded GMP Capital, which is even more, um, uh, which is basically a, a step further, and is an um, asset management company um, fully dedicated to the creation, to the impact creation. So we, we really, our mission is to to go deep into impact. So yeah, yeah, maybe this is a short wrap up of, of, of my story. Wow. So you basically, fate prevented you from dying uh, in the World Trade Center uh, attack so <laughs> that should have changed a lot of people's lives not only not, not only yours wow so in last year you published uh, this uh, 2000 in 2017 you published this um, book on conscious investing what is it mm -hmm. what is a conscious approach to investing question where should we where should we best start i think maybe when i um describe a quickly in, in, a, in a very brief wrap-up what um what is conscious investing then probably as described in easy terms as a state of awareness a state basically of personal awareness as well as a holistic form 
of impactful investing. And conscious investors, um, if, if you want to, let's say, how can you describe them best? Um, I think conscious investors are described best as system thinkers. So they really think beyond the, um, yeah, their own uh, yeah, microcosmos uh, of, let's say, of their own prosperity. So they, they think yeah, systemic ways. And they see themselves as um, proactive shapers and creators of positive change. So we go beyond alignment and, and really interested in the in the deep value creation of, of things. And um, yeah, I, I had the very good fortune to to get to know you personally. So and, and I think you actually are fully representing um, yeah such a type of investor. I would say. Well, thank you. <laughs> I'm trying my the best. Uh, well, that's why I'm, we're talking to one another because obviously, uh, many many of us are uh, feel that something needs to be changed, and we're trying to find our way through this uh, old paradigm, trying to create a new path mm -hmm. for a new means of investing. And of course, that's not that easy. So, uh, what what is um, what are the characteristics from your perspective of conscious investing? How would you differentiate that going down to, you know, hands-on investing? Let's say some investment come along your way. How do you decide is this a conscious investing um, investment or not? Can you give us a little insight as to how you, you mitigate between for-profit only and, let's say, triple bottom? Is it triple bottom line? Do you have additional criteria that you use? How do you do that? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so I mean, um, I think it, it's it's very important to to also state that um, <clears throat> you know when um, I mean like conscious investing. You know, this this is not a claim for a new impact investing or um, not at all. Um, this this just puts um, the impact investing framework that is very very. Um, yeah, that is, I mean, this is very uh, important driver and um, element in this whole transformation process. Um, you, you spoke about it already. So it, it, into this new uh, re regenerative economic setting and let's say to this new form of, of regenerative capitalism. Um, so it's, it's basically it puts the impact investing approach um, just into an enlarged picture if you want so because um it goes it it goes beyond uh, the intention to create um something positive for society and or the environment and also um includes uh, you know additional values for example um emotional, ethical, even spiritual values. Um, so it, it, one could speak, let's say, of a multiple value creation approach and also of, um, of a larger systemic thinking, meaning, so what, what does that mean, actually? It sounds, you know, it, it sounds very nice. And on the other hand, it sounds very difficult because so what is that actually? Systemic thinking, systemic, um, yeah, um, to 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 reach to to 
to see those systemic interconnections. Um, so I, I give you maybe I give you an example. Um, for example, a conscious investor um, really also asks uh, him or herself, um, can, for example, my good intended investments um, also create harm or actually do more harm uh, than good? And um, because experienced uh, social mission to scale up uh, those positive solutions really seriously. And um, when they, for example, um, undergo due diligence for, let's say, a direct investment in an interesting social enterprise where they can invest, they they look at it also from a social and environmental angle, meaning that they do an additional layer of due diligence and actually have a heightened degree of accountability. And um, if, if they, for example, come to that conclusion that, that social uh, and or environmental due diligence comes to a negative result, then they would abstain from investing. So when... Example, um, there could be a very attractive um, investment opportunity, both financially as well as economically. Uh, sorry, as well as ecologically. Uh, let's say into an onshore wind farm. But when you look at it closer, then you might discover that um, a massive, let's assume, deforestation um, would have. Um, uh, yeah, would 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 go would need to go in line uh, when that wind farm would be built. Um, maybe you know in in rainforest or even yeah here in Europe. Um, so um, a conscious investor would not like to create any negative impact. And of course, this is a complex topic. One can say so. How do you do that in practice? Let's say over the lifetime of an investment. Of course, then you always have to do and under go trade-offs, but in particular basically deploy the capital, you can very well have a close look, uh, do I also basically create with my investment, with my actually very good intended investment. Yeah, you also, an impact investor per se always has that intention to create something positive with its investment for the society or for the environment. So the intention is guiding us, the intention to make a difference, the intention to uh, have a social or an environmental impact, or both, and uh, system. They must be system thinkers that um, go beyond their own ego. Indeed, indeed. And also, uh, Mariana, so... Um Indeed, so when you say uh, system thinkers, let's say, going beyond their own ego, uh, realizing, but also realizing basically what my investment decision actually also entails, let's say, maybe even in, let's say, in, in the value chain uh, of an investment, but maybe also from a very broad look in terms of the SDGs, for example. So, um, yeah. It's um it, it it's a broad concept and uh, one can dive into that from from various angles. Um, I mean, conscious investors for me represent um, you know a new form, let's say, of of enlightened group, if you want so of investors. Of course, this is always you know um, something 
um, yeah, interesting when you speak in the, in the, in the investment world uh, about enlightened investors or even about spirituality. Um, actually, I was just last week on a, let's say, um, financial um, platform here in Zurich. I was I have published an article about conscious investing and um, I had the term spirituality in there and they crossed it out said this is an absolute no-go. We, we cannot... Um, we cannot include that. That was very interesting. But, um, I mean, you know, um, I think you you know where I'm coming from. This has nothing to do with whatever artsy-fartsy, um, whatever, new age, um, yeah, positive hippiness style. No, this is investing. These people are investors. Uh, these people are positive shapers of our planet. They care about their children, they care about the planet, and they are really, um, yeah, the, those people are typically entrepreneurs. They really understand um, where and how business is created. And uh, yeah, so um, it, it, it's investing um, in the first place. Yes, with a purpose in mind, because we, we're Indeed. coming from someplace and we're going to go someplace and we don't know where from and where to. And this is the dimension of spirituality that you're probably re referring to, which doesn't necessarily have much to do with religion, uh, but with being smart and investing with purpose. Is that what Indeed. you mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Indeed. This is exactly what I mean. And for example, uh, one of my co-authors in, in the book, um, she's American. She is um, she inherited a very large amount of money. And um, she said, for example, she in, in her chapter, she said, you know, I, I really wanted to look. So she she dealt a lot with with the, the term healing investments, which I find very interesting. And, and she examined basically the topic. Am I profiting from someone suffering you know this this is really interesting and this means that the conscious asset owners basically also allow themselves to go beyond all habits and patterns and are open um, for new ways of, of thinking and acting and um, yeah one, one can say they allow their investments to connect with their feelings and as you said their, their spiritual their spiritual identity and um, yeah, which in the end, you know, also that's good for them and not only for the planet. Yeah. So, yeah, my chapter in the book actually is called um, Why Our Investments Can Heal Our Soul and, and the Planet as Well. Indeed. So when it comes to the, the tools and down-to-earth measurement criteria of investments because mm -hmm. this comes from banking and banking is about finance and finance is about mm -hmm. uh, money and how do you include the measurement criteria for the larger picture uh, mm -hmm. do you what kind of measurement standards quasi standards we know there aren't many standards available but actually none but uh, how do you include which ones are of importance you mentioned sdgs how do you measure them how do you integrate them in your in your um, measurement criteria in your portfolio mm -hmm. yes um so here again um we can say so um conscious investing is a form of uh, is, is a form of holistic 
um, or we can say it's, it's a holistic form of impactful investing. That goes back to the definition of impact investing, where we say uh, that basically that impact that is created alongside um, the financial return, that social and or environmental impact must be both measurable as well as measured. Meaning, as you said, there are no, there's no like universal measurement standard available as of today. But um, so we, as I, I assume other conscious investors, for example, use the iris metrics and um, so and uh, and working with the investing companies um, to basically measure that impact, to report on that impact uh, to the investors, to also make uh, the investing companies aware of the really strong business value of impact measurement. Um, and... Um, and then also because you have asked, um, so how do you go about the systemic perspective? And here is where the SDG, SDGs come in and really provide um, a very good framework. Um, so, for example, um, the Tonic Network has, um, and you anyway, you know that, uh, has provided a, a very good overview of basically how to, uh, when you want to create an impact portfolio, let's say via themes, how to go about that and which impact theme basically um, yeah, leverages which SDG. And one can then very quickly realize that when you, for example, invest, let's say, or when you want strongly related to climate action, and one realized immediately it's not only um, probably, most probably leveraging SDG 13, but also several other SDGs similarly because it's just connected um, basically um, also renewable energy, circular economy, uh, and various other SDGs. For example, we, when we undergo um, uh, of impacts, namely the direct um, impact we uh, measure and report on the direct created by the investi company, meaning the direct social and environmental impact. Then um, we um, we look at the deployment impact, we call it deployment. Um, it's actually where we do not, this is refers back to what I've mentioned before, that a conscious investor doesn't want to create any harm with its uh, impact investment. So uh, we want to make sure that the capital deployed originally into um, an investee company is, um, yeah, does not create any negative impact. Um, and and uh, the third dimension is the systemic um, impact uh, lens, if you want so, and uh, and there we look which SDGs are leveraged uh, by, let's say, the, the impact of the product or the service of the investee company. Mm -hmm. So, 
So if there were a single most important action that people would need to perform to reach the tipping point in investing, you know, where we all of a sudden, most people look in the same, <laughs> with the same degree of granularity as you just described, what would that be? Mm -hmm. What would that have to, um, to be? Um, you know, this is very personal now. I think from my personal perspective, I would say everybody of us can do something. It starts with ourselves. This is also the mission uh, behind the book I've written and actually um, where many um, yeah, very interesting co-authors have shared their views and, and practical approaches to conscious investing. So I really think it, it, it starts with ourselves um, and um, we, we can, we, we all can do something. Um, uh, yeah, and um, what also I think really helps is when we allow ourselves to to see that this to see the, the connection of everything. You know, when we allow ourselves to think holistically, um, that works to our advantage. And and acting out of such a position of consciousness helps us to better understand from my perspective whole systems and their interrelations and this also helps for investing i couldn't agree more this is probably the reason why you mm -hmm. dedicated the book to all children in the world <laughs> oh you've read it yes um as, as a mother of two i was really thinking um should I dedicate it to, to my children? I said, no, actually, because we, we want a planet, you know, that is uh, healthy and, and livable and prosperous for all our children here in the world. Yeah. So um, when, when it comes to the implementation, one of the, mm -hmm. in my view, the biggest myths that circulates is that there aren't enough impact investment opportunities, impact worth meaning, you know, holistic impact in the world in, in which we could invest. What, what is your answer to that? Do you agree? And how, if, depending upon what you think, can we bust that myth? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, here, I can also say what you just said, Mariana, I could not agree more. I, you know, this is kind of a, I would not say cheap excuse, uh, as, as some people um, use, you know, this, this is exactly, you know, all this, um, when it comes to, um, I don't want to even speak of, let's say, free riding or blaming and shaming. And no, it's about taking action. And there are hundreds of opportunities. And in particular, when you look um, through the SDGs, um, I mean, there is, of course, a massive funding gap that needs to be closed in order to reach the SDGs until 2030. But on the other hand, if one looks at those massive business opportunities that go align or in line actually with the SDGs, and for example, one can look this up and it's in black and white there in, in the report of um, recent report, sees, wow, it's actually a world full of solutions where this will just emerge over the next um, years. I'm sure uh, solutions that we do not even know about today where much more, let's say, technology and impact um, yeah, is combined and um, where um, all these transformative... Um, I mean, let, let's, let's say, let's put it in, in, in that way, that um, 
I think that the SDGs really uh, define gross markets for um, companies um, and actually companies worldwide that deliver innovative solutions and transformative change. And um, and actually, um, yeah, the, the the trick is just to to match those rhetorical commitments of the SDGs into action and results. But uh, there are so many opportunities. Um, yeah, it's. Um, I mean, of course, on the other hand, one uh, needs to be, um, what should I say, uh, realistic and see the, let's say, uh, the financing challenges that the social enterprises are faced with, and they have different financing dynamics than, let's say, traditional companies. But here, uh, foundations can come in as, as catalytic providers of capital um, and bridge those gaps and become multiplicators. Um, but I fully agree there the world is full of solutions. Let's let's put it in that way of investment solutions, of, of positive investment solutions. Yes, and, and from my perspective is you just need to decide to measure those impacts and be it environmentally and or socially and or if you wish, purposeful, and then there you have an, an impact investment. It's just as simple as that. The decision to go beyond measuring for profit only already helps you move toward a you know, conscious investment. So, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So what, 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 is the, what bad advice is in investment, um, investment transformation do you keep hearing that we should avoid? You mean... Um yeah, as, as you're sure going through the I'm, world, yeah, as you're going through the world, trying to transform the the world, uh, you know, from traditional investment for profit only toward, um, you know, an in- integrally or holistic way of investing. Let's say by using triple bottom line measurement criteria to make it simpler. What you know, what kind of advice do you or uh, what kind of other myths, other than there aren't enough investment opportunities, do you keep hearing that are not true? that you think need to be addressed, transformed, or changed in people's minds? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, probably this is um, um, also here, it, it depends on the, on the, on the different um, types of investors. Um, also here, I think um, people and investors can do something um it just needs to it needs it, it needs transformation also also in in thinking so for example when we look at um let's say institutional investors um there we so much more have to integrate let's say um a long-term investment approach so currently um i think that, that failure to to integrate uh, a long-term let's say um or to integrate um, long-term ESG factors um, into investment decision, um, I mean, one can ask himself, or, or institutional investors should ask themselves, is that actually a failure uh, of common understanding of fiduciary duty? And I mean, this is not something that, um, um, yeah, I'm coming up with or, or other uh, people have thought about, um, you know, this is becoming much more concrete also on a regulatory level now 
that, for example, the EU Commission in its um, 10-point action plan uh, that it recently launched, um, <clears throat> for example, requires um, uh, advisors uh, in the European Union to really ask their clients about uh, their preferences on ESG factors. And, uh, and, and there, um, I think, it, it, this is already, this, this is another, you know, step that um, will help us to, to make that shift, that move into that new paradigm that you spoke about. And, for example, we could easily um, amend, let's say, the risk return profile with the dimension of impact. Um, so much more stakeholders, let's say, or investors um, need to rethink um, their, let's say, traditional styles of, of investing. Right. So the traditional being for profit only, uh, risk mitigation yes. on the financial mm -hmm. side only, and uh, the longer term negative impacts, you know, be it environmental, socially, or otherwise, are not being taken into consideration because of the short term thinking. Exactly. Yeah. So in summary, you know, you say that start with yourself. Transformation begins within. You're not going to live forever. So begin thinking about how you want to live the world behind, you know, a little bit better than you found it. Then, uh, you know, how can you do that? How can you invest in a purposeful way? Um, how can you use investment criteria that help you measure the impact and not just be it an intergalactical um, factor that you know exactly. includes mm -hmm. spirituality, fluffy stuff, which exactly. you know um, is off the heart, but cannot be really put be put down in our uh, world where we are used to measuring stuff. And also, how can we move beyond fiduciary responsibility only to include additional criteria, which there are plenty. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So um, the road to exterior transformation comes mostly from within, as we already have begun to agree during this interview and uh, as a continuation of our personal uh, meeting. So what happened specifically to you that led to your own personal transformation other than uh, the not dying in the World Trade Center disaster? Uh, was mm -hmm. it pain or pleasure? I mean, It was, um, yeah. it was pleasure. pleasure. It was actually... Um, my, you know, um, how should I say, the, uh, the option, the chance actually to, to become part in, I mentioned before, that uh, project that all started, um, let's say, with a project in, in, on the northern ground of Ghana, close to the Burkina Faso border. And I must really say this voluntary work, um, I co-founded uh, this uh, project. Actually, this is, um, yeah organized as a Verein um, in Austria and Switzerland and in Ghana 10 years ago with two social work students from Austria that I did not know before at the time. And um, I must say that work, that voluntary work that I always did in my holidays, on, of course, it, you know, I did it every day, but I also uh, used my holidays to go to Ghana to, um, to work on the weekends, in the evenings, in the lunch breaks, in the mornings. Um, that transformed my life really in, in such a way that I would have never expected. And for that, I'm so deeply grateful. Um, yeah. And uh, for me, the, the work that I'm, I'm doing for that project, I really, 
uh, I think I I may do that, um, and I do not see it as an effort. Sometimes, of course, it's really hard work, but um, I'm I'm really grateful that I can do that because it gives me back so much. Yes, absolutely. It's just like uh, giving birth to children. <laughs> It's one of the most painful things in the world as a as a woman, <laughs> and yet the most rewarding. Yeah, indeed, indeed. So, absolutely. Do you have a, a personal development practice? And and if yes, what is it? Would you like to share some of that with us? So, in um, two thousand eight, actually, um, you know, in this whole. Um, financial crisis era and I, I really also had like a personal crisis and I thought so where is really the added value that I'm creating here in this private bank I don't see it and I looked for answers within myself and I did a yoga teacher training at that time and this also helped me a lot to uh, define my future path um because it really brought me in alignment with um, what I love to do. And uh, yeah, I think um, actually a daily, you know, uh, practice or routine um, of whatever, some, at least some breathing exercises. So my, my children are still small. And of course, before I had children, um, I did yoga every morning in the early mornings and I felt so super fit. And these days, of course, still uh, my, night, my nights are a bit short. Um, but still, only if you take 10 minutes in the morning for yourself and just breathe, reflect and um, do a little practice in the morning, uh, become aware of what, how, how you want to create your day, basically, um, set positive thoughts, um, it, has, it has a massive um, effect of how your day actually turns out. And um, sometimes, uh, I'm very honest, sometimes I'm just standing at the tram or bus stop and uh, when I did not have time and then I try to do some breathing exercises there. So I think the, um, a very important point is to, to be good to oneself and um, uh, even if yeah, a longer practice would have been better, of course, if you don't have time, don't blame yourself. Be good to yourself. There is a very nice um, German saying uh, that says, actually say this often to me, it's, it's called, bei einem heilsamen Maß an Selbstdisziplin, sei gut zu dir selbst. And I find this is very nice because, uh, of course, you need to be disciplined in your things. And uh, yeah, if you have goals, you... You're so excited about them, but still be good to yourself. And um, yeah, sometimes just, you know, uh, trust, or not, not sometimes, but trust uh, also, um, which may, may sound a little contradictory to, let's say, an investor, but also trust your intuition more. Wow. So we usually finish uh, the podcast with the three specific and most treasured pieces of advice mm -hmm. that you would give. So one would be to be good to yourself and to yes. trust mm -hmm. yourself, of course. Mm -hmm. This mm -hmm. is uh, obvious because if you don't trust yourself, you won't trust anyone else. And if you're not mm -hmm. good to yourself, you won't be good to anyone else because you don't, mm -hmm. just don't know what that means. Mm -hmm. um, what else would you advise 
our listeners? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, maybe maybe um, stop blaming others and really become uh, aware that everybody of us can do something. You don't have to be a millionaire for that. Everybody can do something. Um, and become active yourself. And uh, when you do that and when you go basically go for it, let's say, then um, um, this is what I say to myself also relatively often, you know, just go for it. Either you win or grow. So, um, yeah, uh, there is no failure. I mean, it's, 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 it's a winning or a growing, you know, and um, uh, yeah. I, I would uh, think this is, um, um, if, if I summarize, then I would say stop blaming others and um, uh, become aware you can do something, go for it, um, and uh, be good to yourself. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think it was the Dalai Lama who said, uh, never um, mistrust the impact of, uh, of an individual um, if you do think of a night spent with, uh, with a mosquito. Wow, that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has a huge impact. Yeah, so there mm-hmm. is, and there, I, I couldn't agree more. So where can, can people go to learn more about your work? What Can you give us a website? Um, um, yes, um, on the, actually, um, so the book uh, is called and um, it has been released in the Harriman House uh, publishing house in UK. It's available on their website, um, so on Harriman House, or but also on Amazon and on yeah in and other on other online stores. And um, yeah, of course, um, we have a, a website of Chi Impact Capital. Chi means for us, so of course, the life energy Chi, but uh, like prana Chi. But she has also deeper meaning for us, like conscious, holistic, and impactful investing. And um, yeah, this this is where we can fully stand behind. Well, thank you so much for your wonderful um, interview and details and uh, sharing with us your um, most intimate practices. And um, I wish the world will be more like you and more people would take responsibility for their own doing. And I think through people like you, the world is becoming better. So thank you for all that you do for all of us and uh, be well. Thank you, Christine, for being with us. Maria, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, hope we meet soon again. Thank you. Good luck to you. Bye-bye. Thank you to you too. Bye-bye. For more info about Dr. Christine Tabrak Fostinger, visit chi-impact.com or the other URLs in the description of this podcast. For more about Dr. Bosazan and the investment turnaround, visit investment-turnaround.com.